Good morning. <coughs> Good morning, uh, members, boys and girls of the yeshiva. It's that time of the week, Friday. Shabbat is on the way. We have a few minutes to spend pondering the uh, Parashat Shavuah. I'm happy that we have a sold-out crowd this morning. Let that everybody found their way down to the Siha. The lesson that I will say today will benefit you, I'm sure, for the rest of your lives. Well, it's a great parashah, it's not a long parashah, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's filled with blessings. Yaakov Abinu Shalom, before he leaves the world, he calls in his children for unique special blessings, and he also gives his grandchildren, Ephraim and Menashe, a unique blessing. I came this morning to explain to you the blessing that Yaakov Abinu told, not to his children, but to his grandchildren. I'm sure you have the same custom that I have in my home on Friday nights. When I was young, my father would come to all the children and we put his right hand on our heads after we kissed it, Shabbat Shalom, and he would say, Yisimecha Elohim Ke'ephraim V'chimnasheh. He would say that God should make you like the children Ephraim and Menasheh. It's a traditional blessing. Parents give their children that blessing at all momentous occasions. Even at a Brit Milah, there's an old custom that after the child is circumcised, the father puts the hand on the head of the eight-day-year-old boy and says, Yesimecha Elohim Ke'ephraim V'chimnasheh. Now, we have so many tzaddikim in our religion. We have so many notables, so many righteous people that have done great things. Why is the beracha coined after those two? Why did they become the paradigm example when a father wants to bless his children, they use only two as the example. You should be like Ephraim and Menasheh. And actually that was Yaakov's blessing. He said, Becha Yivarech Yisrael. When a father is going to come to bless his children, they're going to use you as the example. And I'm asking, what makes them special? Actually, not only they're special, but they're exceptional. They're an exception to the rule. You see, boys and girls, Ephraim and Menasheh are not the first brothers that are talked about in Tanakh. Anybody know the first set of brothers that are talked about? Very good, Cain and Hevel. Cain was the older, Hevel was the younger. Hevel, his korban got accepted. Cain became filled with envy and jealousy. And he became jealous that his younger brother had an advantage that he didn't have. The first situation we're introduced with brothers, we see there was jealousy. He has more, or like we would say, it's not fair. And what did Cain do? He killed heaven. I will not bless my children. You should be like Cain in heaven. 
<laughs> because someone's going to end up in jail. Well, let's move on. The next set of brothers. Very good. Very good. Yitzhak and Yishmael. Well, Yishmael is the, is the oldest. Yitzhak is younger. And Yishmael sees that Yitzhak is getting all the attention from his father and mother. And he's not happy. And you know what the Pesukim tell us Yishmael tried to do to Yitzhak? He said, Yitzhak, when they were young, I want to play a game. You know how to shoot arrows? Oh, no, could you teach me? Yeah, you go stand over there. And then Yishmael's taking his arrows, using Yitzhak as the target. And Sarah saw this and said, look at this guy, Yishmael is so jealous of Yitzhak, he's using him as the bullseye. And he tried to kill him. I will never bless my children. You should be like Yishmael and Yitzhak. That was a brotherhood that didn't work. Next. Very good. Yeah, yeah, it seems sisters always get along. It's the brothers. But anyway, Yaakov and Esav. Now we all know how that worked out. Esav is the older. And who's getting all the advantages? Yaakov. I mean, he's not getting them for nothing. He earned them. Just like Hevel earned his keep, and just like Yitzhak Aminu earned his keep as well. Nobody's getting nothing for nothing. Anyway, Yaakov gets the blessings, and Esav is furious. It's not fair. Why is he getting the blessings of Olam Azeh and Olam Haba? I want it, I deserve it, I should have it. Not that he lives a life that makes him deserving, but he just wants it for free. And therefore, what is his intention to do to Yaakov? To kill him. And by the way, when they met, it says they hugged and kissed. Actually, the Hebrew word for kissing is Vayishakehu. But if you looked on that word in the Torah, I don't know if you paid attention, very, your boy's unbelievable. Boys have it today. Vayishakehu, there's dots on the word. And those dots come and tell you that you must take the word out of its natural context. It was a kiss. But you know what type of kiss it was? The kiss of death. He tried to bite his neck off. Some brotherhood. I will never bless my children. You should be like Esav and Yaakov. It didn't work out. So do you see a pattern here? Anytime you see brothers, you see acrimony. You see strife, you see tension, you see jealousy and envy. One more set of brothers. You're unbelievable. You're safe from the brothers. I mean, and here it's, I mean, now you can't even blame it. Okay, Esav's not, you know, Esav's a goy, all right, what does he know? And Yishmael's an Arab, what does he know? And you, you can blame it on, uh, 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 on Cain and Hebel, or they weren't even Jewish because it was before the, but now it's Yosef and the brothers. These old Jewish tribes. And what does the Pasuk say? Yaakov gives Yosef ketonet pasim. Nice, nice robes, a striped robe. And the brothers couldn't see straight. The Pasuk says, Vaikanubo. Maze Vaikanubo? Jealous. Vayisneu oto. Maze Vayisneu? They hated him. Why? Where the older brother? He's the younger brother, and he's getting, he got a better Hanukkah gift than we did. 
He's got a better, you know, he's got a better uh, 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 advantage. They gave him a better perk than we got. Yeah, we got ketonets also, but it's not like his. He's got the stripes. So they started to get jealous. And what was their intention to do to their brother? Kill him. They left him in a, in a pit with snakes and scorpions, which could not be so much fun. And then when they took him out finally, wasn't like they did anything much better. They sold him to Egypt as a slave. Thinking that they'll never hear from him again. So what's the common denominator between all brothers until that point? They didn't get along. Until the exception to the rule. Let's fast forward to Ephraim and Menashe. Who's the older one? Menashe. Who's the younger one? Well, that's process of elimination. You're not so smart. Menashe is the older one. Ephraim's the younger one. And now they come to get the blessing from the grandfather, Yaakov. They come to get the blessings. Now, logically, you're always supposed to give the older blessing with the right hand, because the right hand is the strong hand, and the younger one, no disrespect, with the left hand. So Yosef positions the children in front of Yaakov, so to make it easy for him, so he just have to stick his hands out, the right hand will go on the older, and the left hand will go on the younger. And what does Yaakov Abinu do? Sikel et yadav. We call that crisscross. He crisscrossed. And now the right hand, the primary hand, goes on the head of Ephraim. And the weaker hand goes on the head of Menasheh. And now you know if we're following a pattern. We saw what happened with Cain in heaven. We saw what happened with Yishmael and Yitzhak. We saw what happened with Yaakov and Esav. We saw what happened with the brothers and Yosef. So you know what the next pasuk should say? And Menasheh took out his gun. And said, it's not fair. I'm the older one. What's going on over here? How come he gets the advantages? I'm going to take care of this once and for all. And we should start to hear what we say, deja vu all over again. A repeat of the same story. And guess what? Surprise to all. You hear nothing. All you hear is, Menasheh say to his grandfather, thank you grandfather, Amen. Ephraim says the same thing, and all of a sudden you see two brothers walk away without jealousy, without envy, without acrimony, without hatred, without tension, with peace and love, and they accept their share, and they live happily ever after. Ephraim and Menasheh are the first two brothers that don't get equal results, because learn a lesson, kids. In life, it's not equal. You're never going to be able to get exactly what your siblings get. I'm a parent. And as much as we try to make sure that everybody gets, my job as a parent is to give every child what they need. If my child needs a pair of shoes, I'm going to buy a pair of shoes. Now the other kid will say, why did you buy him? Because he needed it. Just because you're going to buy one pair of shoes, I got to buy ten pair of shoes for the whole house? When you need something, I'll buy it. But even that, as parents, it's impossible to keep things exactly. Somebody's going to buy a house, it's going to be the corner house. And the sister's going to get the house in the middle of the block. Who's, whose fault is that? 
And now all of a sudden it's not fair. They got the corner. I got the middle out. She has a better car. He went on a better trip. This makes people crazy and preoccupied the day long. The jealousy between siblings. And you know what? Ultimately the answer is Hashem is in charge. The reason why she lives in that house because that's where Hashem wanted her to live. That's her tikkun from God. And the reason why you drive the car you drive or the money that you have or the blessings that you have, it's all from God. Because that's your test and you need this to serve Hashem. And therefore, we shouldn't be jealous. But if we needed a role model to learn not to be jealous of our siblings, who's the best role model? Ephraim and Menashe. And that's why on Friday night, when we bless our children as a parent, I say I would be so happy. I'm going to try to give you whatever we can, as best as we can. And I'm going to try to make it where it's as fair as we can. But it's never perfect. There's always going to be a tilt. There's always going to be somebody has a drop more or a little more or a little less. It's the way it is because that's the way Hashem runs the world. So I bless my children. Promise me. You'll be like Ephraim and Menashe. That even though you might feel shortchanged, or you might feel gypped, or you might feel that you were a little taken advantage of, of course, unintentionally. I don't want your reaction to be like Cain in heaven, or Esav in Yaakov. Let you react with peace and harmony like Ephraim and Menashe. And that's the biggest blessing we could give to anybody. That you shouldn't let stuff Things, physical things that you have in life cause your life to be ruined because you be angry and you have animosity and the whole life is spent complaining with a chip on your shoulder and then you're taken over by jealousy and envy which is probably more harmful than any drug in the world. It'll eat up a person alive. As the Gemara says, that the envious person, even after he passes away, his bones decay. It's almost as if jealousy and envy is a poison. And I'll conclude. I'll conclude with a story that I love to tell. To show you that once you start involving yourself in envy and jealousy, it doesn't end. There's no end. So there was a, two neighbors that lived next to each other. One guy's a very rich guy and he decided to get a limousine. He went to the dealership, he got the biggest limousine possible. The friend looked out the window and says, what is this guy has a limousine? He says, I'm just as rich. And his eyes were filled with envy. And his wife says, yeah, you could show him. Get the same one. I'm going to get the same one. He goes to the dealership. He tells the guy, I want the same exact limousine. It's very expensive. I didn't ask you how much it costs. I want the same one. Sure enough, he gets it. The next day, they pull up at the red light together. He honks the horn. He says, Joe, you see, I got the same car. He tells him, do you have a kitchen in your car? Kitchen? And he drives away. Now he's burning. The guy's a kitchen in his car. I never heard of that. He goes back to the dealership. He says, I want you to put a kitchen. He says, are you crazy? You have a kitchen? You're just coming from your kitchen. Why do you need a kitchen? Don't ask questions. My friend has it, and it bothers me. Why should he have it, and I don't have it? Put a kitchen. A dishwasher, a stove, a refrigerator, a countertop. Crazy guy. Next day, come to the red light. Hantohon, Joe, I got the kitchen. He says, do you have a gym? And he pulls away. Gym? Gymnasium? Fitness room? 
In a car? Goes to the dealership. I want a gymnasium. Are you crazy? Yeah, I want a Stairmaster. I want a, a, a treadmill. I want weights. I want a track. A track? You have a track in a car. You need a variance. What, what are you talking about? Don't ask questions. It's going to cost you a million dollars. Money's no object. I want to be like him. Jealousy. It depends. In Arabic, they say, Mafi echre. Mafi echre. There's no end. Now he comes to the, the red light, all excited. He's got his kitchen. Now he has his fitness room. Hugs the horn. No response. Hugs the horn again. No response. What's going on over here? He gets out of the car. He knocks on the window. Joe, Joe. The guy opens the window two inches. He says, What do you want? I wanted to tell you that I got a gym. He says, For that, you called me out of the shower? <laughs> For that, you called me out of the shower. There's no end, Rapotai. And therefore, the lesson is, learn from the two brothers that figured it out. Sometimes the younger will get more than the older, and it's okay. And I'd like to give you now my blessing as the Rav of the Yeshiva. Yisimechem Elohim ke'efrayim v'chimnashe. Amen v'amen.